When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slips a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Kelly Davis, wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and that's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we are going to break down the 2020 film of Makai Becton, his rookie season. What did we see both as a pass blocker and as a run blocker and in order to do that. A man who put together an outstanding video to this effect on our YouTube channel, which you can check out right now and you should subscribe if you haven't already. And that, of course, is the thunder from down under, Luke Grant. Luke, what's going on, buddy? Not too much. Looking forward to, to jumping into some Mackay Beckton. He was kind of one of two or three shining lights last year. So let's focus on the positive, huh? Absolutely. And with Beckton, we'll start with the running game. A lot of pancaking going on, right? Well, there was a ton of it. Uh, there was just so much to like about you know, Mackay in the running game. And it all started with the, the front side or the play side of those wide outside zone type runs. He was terrific at it. And the lanes he would create, when you see effective or efficient tackle play, you used to seeing lanes of you know two to three yards consistently throughout the entire season. There were five to 10 yard lanes that you could drive a truck through and it was truly incredible. Other than maybe Trent Williams, you just don't see that combination of explosiveness and power. And it was truly special. So look, it was so much fun to watch. I guess um, I, I just can't wait to watch him in Becton's game and uh, sorry, in Benton's game. And I'm sure we'll get into that. But uh, in 2020, there were probably three things that stood out. As I just mentioned, the wide zone and outside zone running games, how well he moves in space. This is a 370 pound athlete. And the Jets did a little bit of the kind of pin-pull stuff that San Francisco did, and I'm sure LaFleur will bring some of that here. His movement skills, when he was asked to get out, go and block a corner or a linebacker, 
it's incredible. You don't see men that big move like Mackay Becton did. And then the third thing was his ability to climb to the second level on combo blocks and then get to the linebacker, his ability to hit his target, slow down his feet and play with good pad level. It was incredibly good. And look, there was so much to like about it. I don't even know where to start, but it was incredibly impressive. And that was his rookie season. He's a 21, 22-year-old guy. He's got so much room for growth and the sky's the limit for Mackay Beckton in the run game. Any specific instances of highlight reel type tape, any players that you saw him straight up smash in the running game that stood out to you? Oh, he, he got Frank Clark with both feet up in the air against the Chiefs in week 11 or whenever that was. He lit, he got a bit of help from the guard. Alex Lewis got under the rib cage, but he picked up a guy that weighs 260 pounds and just threw him. That was incredible. Um, on those pin pulls I was referencing, he had a block out in space against Tredavious White and the Bills where he was just running backwards trying to get out of the way. There was another one against Harris uh, from Las Vegas Raiders. And you just see these corners and these safeties standing there praying that he's going to miss. But his agility and lateral movement skills for a guy that big meant he kept on hitting them. And and those kind of splash highlight plays were littered on the tape, but they're probably the first couple that come to mind. I want to get to his pass blocking in a few minutes, but first I wanted to ask you a little bit about the system that the Jets ran this past year under Adam Gase and what they're going to run now under the aforementioned John Benton and, of course, Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur. Tell me a little bit about Becton's fit in the previous system and tell me a little bit about how you think he's going to fit in this new system that we're going to see in 2021. Let's start with Adam Gase. That's always a fun discussion. So. <laughs> Adam Gase ran a little bit of everything. And I always talk about coordinators where they have something to hang their hat on. Sean McVay, you think of the heavy bootleg, the wide zone, same with Shanahan. Uh, When you look at a defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio plays his two high shoals. They're known for something. Adam Gase just ran a lot of everything. There was some inside power. There was a lot of that outside zone. Uh, There was some pin and pulls. It was just, it was a mixed bag, to be honest. And whatever they asked Becton to do, he did a really good job. This year, under um, John Benton and LaFleur, I think you're going to see a a much more creative game plan, but also patterns, and you'll see him asked to do the same thing and he'll keep getting better at them. John Benton's scheme, as we've talked about a million times ourselves and other people as well, is that wide zone scheme. What makes Becton such a good fit here compared to some of the other outside wide zone schemes is Benton doesn't believe in these bucket steps at the line of scrimmage. So a bucket step is when you're moving laterally almost backwards with your first step to then get lateral and make a block on your defensive end. He just tells them to go almost at that 45 degree angle straight through the chest of the edge or the end and then catch him and drive him. Traditionally in the scheme, in, in an outside zone scheme, they'll tell the running back to watch the helmet. And if the helmet's on the outside of the tackle, well, you better go to your B gap instead and jump inside. Mackay Becton's going to get these guys. He's going to drive them 15 you know, yards towards the sideline. And I hope Michael Carter has good vision because that's the only way he's going to see the helmet of that defensive end. That's why he's going to be such a good fit in this wide zone running scheme. Um, it's exciting because his ability to cause displacement, his explosiveness, he's going to open up these lanes that are incredible. And going back to Adam Gase, as early as week two, you could see against San Francisco, Mackay Becton had this run blocking thing down and he was starting to feel himself. But it took Adam Gase until the Raiders game in like week 13 to start running left, running left, running left. That was the game that Ty Johnson had 100 yards. 
it took him that long to figure out this was a left-handed football team. Everything was going right through the middle, run Frank Gore up the middle. It took him that long to figure out something so simple. It won't be the case this year. There's going to be so many runs towards that left side of the line, and I cannot wait for it. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Now let's talk about Makai Becton as a pass blocker. Plenty of pancakes there too, I would imagine, yes? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this was the big question. This was the question I had a little bit of. Uh, I know you were much more secure on Makai Becton and on him very early, but we didn't see a lot of it at Louisville, and that didn't mean he can't do it, but we didn't see a lot of true pass sets. You saw a lot of the kind of quick passing game and that spread that they ran over there, but he got here, and the gracefulness, this just how smooth he was in his pass sets. He travels so well those first few steps for a guy who weighs – you know, upwards of 360 pounds. That's the first thing that stood out. Um, he did such a good job against elite competition. Week two against San Fran, destroyed Nick Bosa in the few reps he had before. Bosa, unfortunately, went down with an injury. You want to talk about his brother. Joey Bosa had to change to the other side of the offensive line because he was getting beaten up so much by Mackay Becton. He held his own against Miles Garrett. This is a special skill set for a guy this big, and that's what you're going to keep hearing me talk about. His anchor and ability to drop his hips, sink, and stop the bull rush. Man, these are 290-pound guys coming at him, and their feet were just stopping flat, stone cold. They were done. As soon as he dropped the anchor, the rep was just – it was over. And, and that was a really special ability. Some of the negatives I saw, and there were only a few. He was really good last year. But the times he was beaten pretty quickly off the snap – Becton would kind of punch with two hands. Now, the issue with that is if they manage to get a swipe and control your hands, if you're going with both, you've got nothing to defend yourself and then to kind of get that second effort to the chest of the edge. When he went with one hand, he was much more effective. Two reps that kind of stood out to me, one against Miles Garrett and one against Cleland Farrell of all people, where both times he went for a two-hand strike, got swiped. He was playing with too much body weight over his toes, didn't have the balance, and he was beaten around the edge for a strip sack. So that was probably the biggest issue I saw. But overall, it was really impressive. Um, it was a kind of weird short passing game, but Darnold held the ball a long time. So it wasn't an easy job for him, but he did a really good job. And for a guy who had significant questions about his pass pro, he ticked all the boxes for me. Luke, I remember in the lead up to the draft when you were talking about Becton with me, you said that you would be surprised if he could be better than Kelvin Beecham in pass protection in his rookie year. And you did also say that you thought that it was very possible he'd be significantly better than Beecham after that, but that in his rookie year, you were a little nervous because with Sam Darnold going into a pivotal season, you needed better pass protection than he'd gotten the year before, and you weren't sure that Becton would be an upgrade over Kelvin Beecham. After rewatching the tape and obviously living through the 2020 season, fair to say that he overshot your expectations? Definitely. And I don't want to take anything away from Kelvin Beecham, who's a solid league average pass blocker, is pretty abysmal on the other side of the ball. But yeah, Makai Becton was so much better than I, than I anticipated. I thought there'd be some growing pains. I looked at the edge rushes that they saw early in the season. Nick Bosa, Chandler Jones, uh, I can't think of the top of my head who else, but there were a few really good ones. The Colts have a good front four. And I was really concerned for him because then Joey Bosa rolled around in week six. I was worried about the baptism of fire he was going to receive and the lack of reps he had at Louisville with those true pass sets. But yeah, you are completely right. Uh, he exceeded what I thought he would do. 
And just thinking about the trajectory of his year two has me so excited. Fingers crossed he can stay healthy, but definitely impressed in pass bro. Let's talk a little bit more about Becton in pass protection and specific instances. We talked about what he did to Frank Clark as a run blocker. On tape, were there any players or any specific plays that jumped out to you where you just fell back in your chair? Okay, yeah, for sure. So there was a punch, a two-hand punch he did against Nick Bosa, who was trying to run a little inside spin move in week two. And Bosa, you know, went to, to implement the spin and he just got stopped in his tracks. And he almost snapped his head around after the players. He's like, what, what just hit me? That was the first time that I really looked at him and went, wow, this guy's got some serious power in pass pro. And that was really impressive. Uh, in the same game, he had one of those anchors I was telling about when he looked a little in trouble at the start of the rep and he was starting to get bull rushed. Uh, he kind of got exposed with his chest and then he just dropped that ass and his lower legs. And it was so impressive the way he dropped that anchor. That was so, uh, that stood out for me for sure. And, and these are early season examples when I was looking to see, is this guy the real deal? And I was blown away by those. Um, but as I mentioned, dominated Joey Bosa as well. There were some snaps early in that game where Boa, Bosa looked like a peewee football guy going against him. Um, and, and he just had no effect. He had no impact. And it was those wins against quality players that really stood out to me. And, and that's what impressed me about Becton in pass pro. The offensive line is going to be different this year. There are new faces at right tackle. Morgan Moses comes in to replace George Fant as the starter. Elijah Vera Tucker is going to be the new starter at left guard. We're still not entirely sure what the situation is going to be at right guard. How do you think those pieces are going to fit with Makai Becton? And do you think he'll benefit greatly from having those new players? Definitely. I th First of all, in pass protection, having Elijah Vera Tucker at left guard, assuming that's the case, over Alex Lewis or whoever else they put out there last year is a huge upgrade. So it's going to help him if he's picking up stunts and twists, which is something he was really good at and really cerebral in that way. That's going to help him because you have a more confident blocker on your inside. You have that level of trust and you can focus on your role in the offensive play and what you have to do. There were times last year when Becton was you could tell he was upset that he was driving people 15 yards laterally across the line of scrimmage and the seal block or the reach block wasn't being made by the, the left guard and they were getting one yard out of it when it should have been a house call. Like those plays were everywhere. There was one against the Raiders that, that stands out to me where you could just tell he was frustrated. He got up after the play, turned around and looked at the rest of the linemen as if to say like, are you kidding me? I just destroyed this guy. We had a 15 yard lane and we didn't get it done. So I think it's going to be better for his mental health, if nothing else. But, uh, you know, Connor McGovern, he's going to have a better year this year. I, I feel really confident about that. This is a really similar scheme to what he saw in Denver. And if that left side of the line from center to Becton is what I think it can be, that might be a top five to seven left side of the line. Look, I know it's a weird way to look at it, but if you just take those three positions compared to every other unit in the NFL, I think it's going to be dynamic, explosive, a great scheme fit. And Becton's going to benefit as the whole unit will uh, once they get some cohesiveness and preseason uh, pre football is going to be important because offensive lines, the chemistry is key. And these guys haven't played together, a lot of them. So getting some reps under their belt is going to be important. But I think Becton is going to be a beneficiary of improved talent at left guard and improved scheme. And when you put all that together, it's going to be another second year leap for him. 
talked about John Benton's blocking scheme earlier, but how difficult do you think it's going to be for Mekhi Becton to fully grasp it and pick it up, considering what we mentioned earlier, which is that at Louisville, he didn't run a lot of true pass sets, and last year he was in that funky, weird system that Adam Gase ran? I don't think it's going to be difficult at all because the things he did best was being on the front side of outside or wide zone type plays going to the left-hand side of the formation. He dominated and Benton's so good at simplifying his teaching points and making it easy for his offensive linemen so they can just get off the ball and play. And that's going to help him because the less time he has to think, he's just going to be moving people up and down the line of scrimmage. So I think in the running game particular, it's going to suit him to a T. If we look over now to the Lafleur offense as a whole and his fit in that scheme and maybe more the passing, look, there's going to be less of those uh, true pass sets where he's on an island. There's going to be more play action. There's going to be more run action, which as Tim Jenkins said on our show the other day, that's more when you have a pulling guard in play action. It's just the quarterback and the running guard who are faking the run. Those kind of things are going to help him. They're going to take more pressure off him. He's not going to have to, you know, hold up for three to four seconds on the outside one-on-one against Garrett and Bosa rep after rep after rep there's going to be more diversity and look with improved quarterback play that's going to help as well get the ball out find your receiver but he's a really good fit um and then I'm intrigued to see if this offense plays out of empty as well like his brother does with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers um will they ask Makai Becton and Morgan Moses to to do that and go one-on-one with no help? Because they definitely can. So look, I'm not entirely sure what it looks like, but either way, I think he's a really good fit. It's going to be a nice blend. And I think both Benton and Lafleur's teaching points, their system, they're going to help Makai Becton. Zach Wilson and Michael Carter, the two rookies that are coming in, are probably going to benefit the most from Makai Becton, or at least you would assume so on paper. Carter will probably get the bulk of the carries at running back, and we know that Zach Wilson's going to be back there as the quarterback looking for top-notch pass protection. Talk to me a little bit about how excited both of those guys should be to have Becton there on the line. They have to be thrilled. Uh, You're coming into a great situation for both of them. Um, Number one, let's start with Carter. Uh, If they're running these outside zone plays, you're running behind Mekhi Becton and Elijah Veritaker on the left side of the line. That is a fantastic starting point for a running back. You could come into a system like Najee Harris, who has an unproven line, uh, an unclear blocking scheme with Matt Canada, who really knows what that's going to be like. Michael Carter is coming into a situation where he knows what the offense is going to be. He knows that he has elite blocking on one side of the line. That's how confident I feel about Becton and, and Vera Tucker. So he must just be licking his chops and, and it's going to be really similar to what he saw at UNC where he was so dominant with those long plays and breaking off 15 plus yard runs. He led the whole of college football in that stat. So he's going to hope to see a continuation in that. And then shifting to Zach Wilson, He's coming from a system and a scheme at BYU where he had really good tackle play from Brady Christensen. He had a lot of play action, seven and eight man protections. So he's used to not getting pressured. And if he came into the NFL and was pressured at 40% and under the pump like Sam Darnold was so often his first two or three years, that could have been detrimental to his career and the trajectory of, of his outlook as a starting quarterback. Having Mekhi Becton there is one less place you have to worry about, particularly on the blind side. He can focus on his drop, his footwork, and where the ball's got to go in the concept. So it's a huge win for both of those guys. Luke, when we talked about Quinn and Williams, you predicted that he was going to be an all-pro this season in his third year. Mekhi Becton entering his second season. 
Do you think the same fate could await him that you think is going to await Quentin Williams? There's definitely a great chance. I think for sure he's going to make the Pro Bowl. He's a great personality. He's larger than life and he's going to play well. So I think he's definitely going to make that step. There's a a lot of really good left tackles. Uh, I don't know how much time David Bakhtiari is going to miss, but he's really good. And and there's a number of guys who are the highest caliber of players at at that position, but Becton has as good a chance as any. Something I noticed that's all over his tape is so often when you watch offensive linemen, you're looking for technique and you're looking for the nuances of the game. Sometimes it's just a God-given gift. It's just strength. It's power. It's overwhelming size. And when you combine that with surprisingly good technique that Becton has, that's when you get special Trent Williams-like play. And the reason I keep mentioning that is because he's a huge human who's athletic and mobile and just destroys people. And that's kind of the projection I see for Mackay Becton. I keep saying if he can stay healthy, lower body, foot, ankle, Achilles, those kind of injuries scare me for big guys. But if he can avoid that you know, detrimental injury, then I think he's just going to explode and I, I can't wait for it. Neither can I. Mackay Becton is going to be one of the most interesting players to watch on this Jets team in 2021. And if you want a sneak preview, you can check out the video that Luke made of Becton in 2020. It's up right now on our YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already and watch the video. Luke Grant, the co-host of Play Like a Jet Live Wednesdays with U Stadium, 7 o'clock p.m. And of course, does all the great film breakdowns on our YouTube channel. He's basically our do-it-all guy. He's like the utility player, the Jim Layritz, if we're going back to the old school 90s Yankees baseball where Layritz played like 8 million positions. Randy Velarde was another one who played 100 million positions. Luke, thanks so much for coming on and talking with Kai Becton with me. Really appreciate it. Talk about what we've got up on the YouTube channel and some other things that you've got planned coming up. Yeah, lots of content over there. As you mentioned, film breakdowns, Marcus May, the the one on Mackay Becton we touched on today, Quinnen Williams. um, There's ones on the the Jets defensive line and if they can be a top 10 unit, a lot of great stuff. If you dive back a little further, there's some breakdowns on Zach Wilson and uh, both the Michael Carters, all the draft picks, except for Elijah Vera Tucker, which I think will come out in the next week or so next to Mackay Becton. So keep an eye out for that. Um, But there's lots of great stuff on there. Um, I kind of rebirthed. Scott, you had Mackay on the show. and I don't know if some people missed that podcast, but I'd urge everyone to go and find that. Wherever you find your podcast, it's also up on our YouTube channel. So check that out. Back in 2020 when Beckton was coming into the league, was on Play Like a Jet with Scott. So make sure you check that out too. Follow Luke on Twitter at LukeGrant7 and check out everything he's doing and everything we're doing in general at playlikeajet.com and on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Like we said, there's a breakdown of Quinn Williams up there, breakdown of Makai Becton. All of the rookies are up there, all the key rookies, of course, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, Zach Wilson, and so much more. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that now. And if you haven't given us a five-star review, for the podcast on iTunes yet. If you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Play like a jet.